Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Tradies, a podcast brought to you by myself, host Monique Dralovac, bricklayer and owner of mjbricklaying.co. I have created this podcast to empower, motivate, inspire and educate, bringing to you a choice of topic from inside the construction industry, women in trades, mental health and wellness, along with a bit of fun. So for today's episode, we have recorded this over Zoom, so I'm hoping the quality is okay, but please bear with us and I hope you enjoy the episode. So hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Tradies. In this episode, I have with me Michaela, who is a qualified nutritionist and binge eating disorder coach. Michaela is someone who has been a major part of my journey through self-development. Throughout most of my teenage years, I have struggled majorly with eating disorders, from not eating and starving myself to then leading, which would then lead to binge eating, um, which then ended up leading to mild bulimia. I was suffering with depression, which was what led me to having these eating disorders. And once I started to really acknowledge that I wouldn't have a sustainable life if I was always obsessing over how I looked and felt and how, what I'd eaten before I called up my friends. And then just the constant stress of overeating would just cause me and then cause myself to be sick. It just wasn't healthy or natural. This was when I really started to dive deep into wanting to overcome it and actually live the life that I knew I deserved that I had without anything holding me back. After doing lots of research, I came across Michaela, who I had coached me to overcome my eating disorders and really focus on the deep why to these issues. So welcome, Michaela. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. What an intro. And like your journey is just so interesting. And I think it's so cool that you get to share and shine the light on it to be able to help so many other people through it. And thank you so much for having me here to chat about everything as well. (laughs) All right, so Michaela, I wanted to bring you onto the potty today to chat a little bit about binge eating disorders. This is something you specialize in as a coach and have helped me personally through my life so much and my in my history of binge eating. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to bring awareness to all the traders out there who may be suffering from binge eating disorders or even just eating disorders in general. So Michaela, mm-hmm. did you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. So as well, as you've explained, I am a qualified nutritionist and I run my business, which is called KJ Wellness, which helps young women to stop binge eating and to heal their relationship with not only food, but with also their bodies as well. And so as you shared your own story of what you have been through in the history. So I've been through my very own struggles of binge eating, of having a terrible relationship with both food and my body. And I went through university, studied nutrition, got a job at one of the world's largest weight loss companies, Weight Watchers, and got a very lovely insight into how these large corporations and companies really draw on young women's insecurities, vulnerabilities, and make them feel like their self-worth is nothing else but a number on the scales. And that it's also all about their body looks, body, weight, shape, and size. And so that is being amongst all of that. And it obviously didn't feed well into my own relationship towards food or my body. I knew like I had to get out. I wanted to create something so different because I thought for all of us women, like there is such a different way to live our lives that our self-worth has absolutely nothing to do with our body weight, shape, and size. And that there is so much more to life than always wanting to lose weight or look different. So that's when I started my own business. Um, and now I help hundreds of young women and like specifically I've been able to help over 250 women to stop binge eating, which just is amazing. I love what I do and working with all the women. So it's so good. It's absolutely amazing. I can't believe how many people that, that you don't realize go through these sorts of things that there are. It's crazy. 100%. And it's super interesting because I think for a lot of people, it's almost like they suffer in silence. It's like nobody else understands or nobody else knows. And 
that in itself can keep us stuck because at the end of the day we have no idea what's going on behind behind closed doors for so many people and so if we can shine the light to it and create that space for people to open up or to reach out for that help it can change lives of so many people yeah absolutely um so a few questions i wanted to ask you so what exactly is binge eating disorder and how does it differ from eating disorders today um, what are some signs and symptoms that people may not be aware of? Yeah, cool. So binge eating disorder specifically is characterized as reoccurrent episodes of consuming large quantities of food. So typically in a short period of time, typically people who struggle with binge eating feel like they are out of control with their eating and they will often feel like they actually can't stop and are sometimes not even aware that the binge eating episode is necessarily playing out until they're halfway through it or until afterwards as well. So this is quite different to other eating disorders like uh, bulimia or um, anorexia as well. So typically with binge eating, there isn't the compensatory uh, behaviors involved with it, like laxatives or vomiting or things like that. However, in saying that some people can still have that if they do struggle with binge eating and it's also different to things like um, anorexia where that is a large restriction of intake as well in saying that though people who do struggle with binge eating can also have some of those restrictive tendencies as well so when it actually comes to some of the different signs and symptoms of binge eating specifically so there is so many but i guess some of the ones to highlight would that be that if you feel like you have a lack of control over food that is definitely quite a strong indicator it could be from an emotional distress. So this could be things like anxiety or depression or a lack of emotional regulation. So if you feel overwhelmed or sad, things like that, and you're turning to food, if you often eat whilst alone, so if you feel shame or embarrassment eating in front of other people and you would rather do it on your own, um, rapid eating or eating to the point of feeling like really sick and uncomfortable like to the point where maybe you have to go lie down or you feel really really bloated and in pain, like your stomach has expanded so much that you actually feel in physical pain from it um, eating when you're not actually even hungry is another one so like your brain is just always thinking about food weight fluctuations is a huge one body dissatisfaction which is one that isn't spoken about enough that if you constantly are unsatisfied with the way that your body looks or you're always body checking in the mirror or pinching parts of your body, checking yourself in clothes, avoiding social activities and not going out and socializing with your friends or families. And then there's also physical symptoms like digestive issues, fatigue, um, constipation. And if you are trying to restrict food throughout the days, that is another huge sign. Yeah, amazing. Um, so I wanted to ask, have you had to deal with many other women, I guess a lot like myself, that are in physically demanding jobs who don't give themselves enough to eat during the working day, which would lead them to binge eating? Mm, yeah, 100%. So that restrictive eating during the day is such an interesting one because when we think about it, so many of us women are raised in this world, right, where we are told to always diet or we are told to, to always eat less. And our bodies are not meant to be restricted 24 seven. Like they actually cannot function in that way. And so if we have really physically demanding jobs and we're not actually eating enough to meet the requirements of what we need. And then let's say, you know, you go to the gym on top of that as well. Like that is a lot of energy that you are actually burning throughout the day or going through. And so you need to make sure that you are eating the requirements for that. Because if you aren't, your body goes into this state of, 
well, I'm hungry. I'm starving. I don't actually have enough energy to put towards all your vital organs. So I'm going to slow down your metabolism. I'm going to stop making you think as clearly. I'm going to slow down your digestion. So you might feel a little bit more bloated. And so what this actually does then is your body goes into the almost a survival state of, I'm going to make you think about food 24 seven. I'm going to make you dream about food. I'm going to make you crave foods that are high sugar, high carb, because I know that they're the ones that are actually going to give me energy to be able to get through the day, to get through the job that is physically demanding. Now, your body will literally forever choose binging over starvation. The body's not designed to be in that restrictive state. So this is why it's so important and why it, it plays out that way. Of if you restrict during the day, you typically binge at night because your body has been able to catch up to you and be like, give me anything and everything so that I can actually have enough energy and I can actually function at the proper level that I'm meant to be functioning at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, I guess even for me, like when I was very restrictive during the days I'd binge eating in the afternoon. So I'd like starve myself throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And then that would always just constantly happen, I guess, more so on the weekends. Um, and then Monday's that reset day, right? It's yeah. like, okay, Monday I'll start again. And then the week plays out again. Yeah. And because your body's just constantly burning through so much and you're not actually hitting those requirements that you need. And for you, like, and I guess it's like that mindset barrier. And even for you, when you're going through your journey, right. Of it's, it's almost like the, this mindset, fuck it. I don't know if I meant this letter, but like, of <laughs> you, uh, you need to start eating more throughout the days so that you prevent the binging. But then the mind is playing tricks on you of, oh my God, but I'm eating so much more throughout the days. Like, what does this mean? Blah, blah, blah. But honestly, by actually showing up and eating consistently and adequately in the long run, you end up overall consuming less and you have much more balanced. Yeah. Because you're not binging anymore. Yeah. And I think like, especially for someone that is new into the trade, and I think this is where I really struggled as well, was because I came from hairdressing where it wasn't as physical as what bricklaying is. And when I came into the trade, I wouldn't eat much at the salon anyway. And then from trying to go into a really physically demanding job and trying to still restrict myself, I was just burning myself out so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so what are some um, underlying causes and triggers for binge eating disorders? Mm-hmm. So we'll break this down into some different categories. So first we've got like the emotional triggers. So this is maybe you are just so incredibly fatigued from a really big day, and you're exhausted maybe you're really stressed maybe you struggle with anxiety or depression or maybe loneliness as well all of these emotional triggers so food is a form of comfort for us mm-hmm. and even if you think right back to when we were babies right and you would cry and you need that comfort you'd literally get milk whether it was from the brew or whether it's from the bottle doesn't matter but you you got soothed that way so we literally learn that food is comfort and so as soon as you feel one of these emotions, it's you turn to food either for that distraction, that comfort, to feel that void, something like that. And for food, it's there. It's easy. It's accessible. It's convenient. Like, we're going to go for it. So that could be one of the first triggers. So if you do experience any of those emotions and you know that you're turning to food for that, which is typically that emotional eating behavior, it's really important to, like, identify it and then obviously start to work through it. The other one is the restriction of food. So that's what we just spoke about, especially if you are somebody who is physically active, if you're somebody who has a physically demanding job, you need to make sure that you're actually eating enough. And I think for a lot of women, like we actually need so much more food than what we think we do. So make sure that you are showing up because as soon as you restrict, you're going to end up, your like your body again will forever choose that binging. And as if you try and over control the food, you end up more out of control around the food. 
Um, one of the other triggers can be negative body image or also childhood core beliefs. So this could be if you find that you're always, like I said, body checking, so looking in the mirrors, comparing yourself to other people, um, having like wardrobe malfunctions when you're trying to go out, like the, it's like a bomb has gone off and you feel like you can't find anything to wear or you're just like so dissatisfied in your body, it can lead you to turning to food to regulate that. But also if you come from a background or, or an upbringing, a childhood where you always saw your parents dieting or you always saw your parents comparing their bodies or making comments on other people's bodies or all of these little things that have happened throughout your childhood and then through school and all that, they're literally core beliefs that you've created. And so if you have always seen, let's say take your mum for an example, who has gone from diet to diet to diet your whole life, you literally gonna believe that that's what you also have to do. Or if you have grown up with parents who did overeat on food, that's what you're gonna believe you have to do. And so if you can unpack all of these core beliefs that you have and identify that in your childhood, guarantee that you're gonna become so self-aware about so many things that you want to take back. And then some of the other things could be environmental factors. So what is your work environment like? What is your home environment like? Who are you surrounded by? Like, are you surrounded by people who top your cut back up, who, lift you up rather than tear you down you know is your work environment a supportive environment or does it not make you feel very good all of these things then obviously impact your relationship towards yourself which impacts your relationship towards food yeah absolutely so I guess how else do you see um like the binge eating affecting people's mental health like I know for me I was always so fatigued I was always grumpy especially as the week got on, mm-hmm. I definitely became a lot more grumpy. Um, I was never properly focused and I really struggled more towards the end of the week than at the beginning of the week because that was when I was like, as the days go on, you're like still restricting yourself so much. Um, and then it was really hard when it came to like over-exercising because I was over-exercising at the time as well. Um, so, yeah, how else do you see this affecting people's mental health mm-hmm. like besides, like, I guess, depression as well because I was struggling mm-hmm. with the depression with amongst all of this? Yeah, it's hard, right? Like when and it goes either side, like when you if you are binging because of the restriction, like the restrictive part is hard because you're always thinking about food. So your brain is literally so distracted. You're not thinking about the task at hand. You're not being there social with your friends. Also, you're like you said, like you're so fatigued, like your body can't recover properly. It can't it has experienced like severe brain fog. You can't think properly. But then also things like if you're going on like after the binges you can hit such low lows and you have these really intrusive thoughts of self-criticism and it really makes you feel quite anxious or quite down and quite low but not to mention like mental uh binge eating affects your gut health severely there is 90 percent of your serotonin in your gut which means that your mental health is going to be affected from that like your sleep is affected your moods you can't regulate if anybody has like ever experienced being like really hangry, like you can go from being really hangry and irritated to then having a binge and then being like really, really sad. Like the mood swings that you experience can be quite extreme. Mm, absolutely. Um, so what are some barriers that might prevent individuals, including Chinese, from seeking help for eating disorders? Mm, this could come yeah. a lot more with like body shame, like maybe lack of like being able to talk up, like I guess, you know, a lot of, not sure what like how to say that word but you know what I mean 100% like when you yeah when you think about it again we live in a world where being vulnerable and being open has had a label on it as being seen as being weak almost yeah, that's exactly and what I just trying think, to get at <laughs> yeah and like it's just not the case at all like, I always think that anybody who 
can be open and can be vulnerable are the bravest people there are like hats off to them because they are opening themselves up but also they are changing the way for so many other people because you have no idea of if you share your story you probably are impacting that person or they know somebody who's also struggling and you've impacted them the ripple effect that you can have is so freaking powerful and this is where we actually need to start to change the way that we talk about ourselves and we talk like the spaces that we create need to be safe spaces for people to open up and i guess in in that industry right and you would probably obviously you know so much more about this but it's a very male dominant industry and i feel like for men especially it's hard for them to reach out for that that help and whether it's mental health whether it's like eating disorders there's this stigma around it and so of course it's going to prevent them but as soon as they do reach out for that help like they're, they're literally changing their lives Mm. I actually noticed this as well in a lot of men. Like I had a um apprentice on site working for me uh, a couple months ago, and he actually I noticed he would always eat you know his full meals a day, absolutely fine. And then as soon as I started taking on a few more younger boys onto my team, I think he really started to feel self conscious in himself because then he went through a good two weeks where he did not eat lunch. He like literally refused. I'd be like, come on, go eat food, and he'd be like, nah, I haven't got food. Like I'm not hungry you know, all these things. And I was like, like, I noticed it straight away because I've had such a history with like my eating disorders. I noticed straight away within him. I was like, so sad. Like, you don't like, I guess this is the thing as well. Like women are good at um, opening up like, a lot better than men are as well, especially when it comes to things like this, like eating disorders. And to, for me to have noticed it in one of my apprentices, I was like, so I was trying so much to like help him and, you know, try and talk to him through it. But I think it was just different. Like I didn't really know what the words to, I guess, say in the sense, but he did come good after a couple of weeks. Like he started to get back to normal, but yeah, I definitely noticed it as soon as it did start. And I was like, nah, he needs a little bit of help there. <laughs> it was so bad. Mm. Yeah. 100%. And that like, when you've been through it yourself, you 100% can pick up on what other people are going through and what they're struggling with. And then even just you creating a safe space where if they ever want to come and talk about it or be open and share things like that in itself is so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always there to chat. I've said this to my boys mm. all the time. Like I'm always there. Like I'll be like, I guess a mum and a mentor at the same time. Like at the end of the day, we all just need someone to talk to. So whether it is like you're wanting guidance yeah. or if you just want to get it off your chest, like I have had deep and meaningfuls with like so many of the boys I've worked with before because we just, it's just so good to get it off. Like it's, it's great. 100%. Absolutely. And like literally that's all sometimes people just need is an ear so that they can just offload whatever they're going through and just somebody to listen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are some effective treatment approaches for binge eating disorders? Or I guess what guidance would you give to, I guess, other tradies that may be struggling with binge eating disorder or eating related issues? Mm. Okay. So I guess it becomes to to start with, like if this is something that you feel like you are struggling with, obviously I would always say like seek that help, like reach out and get somebody to help you through this because and as you and i both know like this journey is not an easy one because if it was easy none of us would be here in the first place and there are so many wins but there are so many hurdles and obstacles that you hit across the the way so definitely have somebody there to support you through it otherwise start by breaking things down like actually becoming aware what are your triggers what are the reasons that you turn to food like uh, is it for the comfort is it to regulate your emotions is it for a distraction is it procrastination is it just to numb out like what are the triggers that you individually have 
even keeping like a food in a mood journal and this isn't a form of tracking this isn't a form of logging food in, in that way at all it's literally a space for you to write down what you're having but also how are you feeling about it physically and mentally because what this allows you to do is pick up on some of those triggers or those habitual patterns that have just been playing out for so long that you don't even recognize anymore and so by having that down in front of you you then can look at this the places that maybe you want to start or maybe you can see where you're actually restricting like if you skip breakfast every morning right but you have been doing this for years you might not even think like it's just a habit for you but if then you look at how your day plays out it's like okay well i don't have breakfast but um i have lunch but then I have afternoon tea but then i get home and i feel like i can't stop eating if you i guarantee like if you were to put a balanced breakfast in there some snacks work out any other triggers that you have you're going to be able to take back that complete control so it's really about becoming aware and then just taking it little bit by little bit because a little bit becomes a lot and start chipping away until you have that complete control back yeah, absolutely. And this is something I noticed with myself as well. Like when I started, I guess, researching my problem because I was like, something's wrong. I'm constantly binge eating, but I never even realized there was such thing as binge eating disorder like this time a year ago. And then I did some research and I broke down, like it killed me to realize that this is what I did, that I actually had an eating disorder because I didn't actually think anything of it, to be honest. Um, but then since coaching with you, I thought that, yeah, I guess it was just, maybe I wasn't eating enough through the day, but then it turns out there was so much more underlying emotional stuff. So it wasn't even really about the food. It was the fact that I was lonely and I was depressed and I wasn't getting enjoyment out of my life as well at the time. Like I was just so miserable. And then like, I had supervisors on my back constantly, like letting me like, you know, putting more pressure on me. And then it started to really get to the point where I started putting on weight and I started to really see it as well, because it was becoming way more regular to me and I was like this needs to stop and then yeah with working with you I really got to understand myself and my habits because Mm -hmm. we really took down like your onion theory where you really yeah literally feel about the layers (laughs) yeah 100% like you peel back those layers you get to the root of it and exactly like sometimes and and even for you like some of the things that we hit on your journey you're like oh my god I did not even think that this could be intertwined or interrelated in any way, shape or form, right? And until you get to those different underlying issues, it's just like this revolving door feels like it just keeps playing out, like it just keeps swinging around. And for so many people, they're like, okay, I can go for, you know, two weeks or a month without binge eating and then something happens and I'm back in that cycle of binging again. And this is because you actually haven't got to that deeper root of why, why it's playing out. Yeah, absolutely. So do you see this becoming more and more common um, This with this generation these days, like with social media and the high pressures of society? Yes and no. So like, yes, because of course there is more pressure in the society that we live in, social media, there is so much influence, like there is so much extra comparison. And when you think about, let's take Instagram for an example, it is literally a snapshot. Like every photo that you see, it's a particular light, a particular angle, it is one one second and I think it's so easy for our brains to think oh well she looks like that all day every day and it's just not the case so there there is that comparison piece that plays out a lot more frequent but I think there's also a lot of pressure but also on the other side of that I feel like there's this big movement happening as well where people are becoming so much more aware that we don't have to spend our whole lives dieting and that there actually is a place that you can get to where you do have a good relationship with food you do have a good relationship with yourself and to put this into perspective, like I actually have so many clients who are between like that 20 to 25 age mark, right? And I just think that is so powerful that there is such young, like young, young women identifying and recognizing that 
this is not how they want to live their whole life. Like, I, I mean, if I was 20 when and I knew that there was a different path that I could go on, like, oh my God, you know, those years after that would have been so different for me. And so I think like there is that huge movement and of women knowing that there is something, another path that they can take. So I feel like if that movement can keep happening and we can keep changing the path forward and the more that we can be open and vulnerable and talk about it, the more that I don't feel like it's going to become a problem. But in saying that, who knows where social media is going and where like that pressure is going. Like what the next app could be, I have no idea. Yeah, I guess it all just is a waiting game really. Um, because yeah, as you say, it is, I guess, all social media, like people are a lot coming, becoming a lot more aware, I guess, of like diets Mm -hmm. aren't real and all this stuff, but it's still at the end of the day, I guess everyone's so different. So everyone like handles things differently. So I think there's always still going to be like, like those people that just need that guidance through it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So is there anything else that you'd like to share or any final thoughts to our audience, especially for those that are tradies or in physically demanding jobs? Yeah, hundred percent. I think. The first thing would be that your body actually deserves that level of respect of you showing up and nourishing it. And you cannot live a full life on an empty stomach, same as you can't actually show up and do those physically demanding jobs with an empty tank. You'd never expect a car to get from point A to point B if its fuel tank was empty. So you can't expect your body to show up and not and do the physically demanding job if it doesn't have adequate fuel in it. So show up with that level of respect and self-care and nourish your body. The second part is that If you are currently struggling with this and you feel like you can't reach out within your industry for that support, for that help, reach out outside of the industry and actually lean on somebody else to get you through the other side of this because I guarantee that there is definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm, Absolutely. That's amazing. All right. Now, Michaela, thank you so much for joining me today in this journey of acknowledgement with eating disorders. For anyone who is listening to this episode and feeling inspired from it, where can we go to learn more about your work? Absolutely. So the most active place I am on is Instagram. And my Instagram is KJ Wellness with three S's. Otherwise, I also have TikTok, which is same, KJ Wellness with three S's. And of course, my website, which is just www.kjwellness.com.au. Amazing. And I will be putting that in the show notes as well. Um, So before we wrap things up today, I wanted to ask you three quick rapid fire questions that I'm going to be asking everyone in my interviews. So are you ready? Go for it. All right. So the first one. What is something that you implement in your daily routine to always be consistent? Oh, I would say like physical movement, whether it is going to the gym, but whether it is also maybe gentle movement someday, stretching, just getting the blood flowing. I feel like changes like mental space, headspace so much. Mm, Amazing. That's exactly the same as mine. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Number two, what is your proudest accomplishment so far? Oh, I feel like it would be like the business that I've created. Like it just feels so soul aligned. And the fact that I can influence and help so many other amazing women through their journey, it makes me so happy because I've obviously been through it myself. So I know where they are when they first start this journey, but I also know the potential that they like where they can get and that freedom that they can have. And it just allows me up. Like I love it. Yeah. Amazing. And I love that. It's also the fact that you have so much experience in it as well. Like you're not just, you haven't just learned this, like you've physically like gone through all of this mm. and with your coach as well. So that is amazing to have. And the third one, if you weren't a nutritionist or binge eating disordered coach, what would you be? Oh, this is so hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would say like a paramedic, but I honestly feel like I would probably crumble as soon as I saw a bit of blood, but I feel just like it'd be such a rewarding job to have. Oh, so I feel like I would have to go with that. 
Ah, there you go. At least it was on top of your mind. So you've definitely thought about it before. <laughs> I know because like, I feel like this is one of those dinner table questions. And I feel like, I, but whenever I say paramedic, somebody will be like, paramedic, like, you'd be a terrible paramedic. I'm like, I know I get squeamish around blood. So I don't know why I think that <laughs> maybe in another life. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for Kayla for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. So that's what I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like this episode or think you might know someone who gained something from this episode, please like it and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it at Let's Talk Tradies.